0: What's up everybody and welcome back to laying the points with Farley bets, the special Sunday night edition, no intro music, no pomp and circumstance, just talking these NFL games, reacting to these NFL games from a betting perspective. And what I'm going to try and do here is go through every game and, and kind of compare it to what the market says, right? The market perspective out there at your local sports book compared to what I think And how we should be viewing these teams, how good, how legitimate are they? Is the market right about them? And, you know, not to get preachy, right? Because nobody wants to be preachy on a podcast. I don't know everything about betting. I'm not as experienced as somebody who's been in the industry for 20, 30 years. Going on 10 years for me. But I've been guilty of in the past is, holding on too hard of my prior perceptions, right? So maybe the, the things we thought about a team heading into the season, maybe we don't want to let go of those perceptions of that power rating of that team. And what I'm here to try and do is cut through that fat, right? So that we can get to an objective point to who these teams really are, because that's hard to separate sometimes. It's like, it's hard to get rid of that bias. And I know that I've done that in my life. I've done that in my betting life. And I try not to do that now, knowing better. So anyway, let's get to these games. Let's cut through the fat. Who are these teams, really? The Giants and the Cardinals. Well, the Giants are still not a very good team. You know, you they they even though they came back, great comeback by the Giants. As As a fan, I'm happy to see it. But should have never been in that position to be down by that many points if they were a minus four point favorite on the road, right? If that's the way the market saw them, you know, Daniel Jones impressed in the second half, a lot of toughness. I love that emotion that I saw on a touchdown run that was called back in the fourth quarter. You know, I yeah, let's fucking go. Let's show some emotion. Let's show some leadership, DJ, because y'all looked lifeless the first six quarters. It's like they were still playing preseason football. Um, but you know, the giants just, They're not as ready as some other teams, right? Like a team like the Niners out the gate playing at a high level. That's a team that's been together for a while now. Like a lot of the main parts have, right? Um, Shanahan like has a culture. The Giants are still working, working out their culture. So it's going to take them a little while. Sometimes I think maybe next year, they'll be a little better, right? By week two, they'll look better. Um, But this is a good team, not a great team. They're not going to be able to compete with the elites, Already scared of what's going to happen against the 49ers <laughs> on Thursday night. Saquon being down isn't good, but is he a huge difference maker? Sometimes I don't know. You know, I think Daniel Jones can run this offense just fine. And that's the problem of being a running back in today's NFL. Uh, their, schedule, their schedule is brutal, by the way. And it's about to get more brutal. In these coming weeks, the Cardinals—they fight hard. I'm impressed by some of their players on defense. A, a very hungry young group. Josh Dobbs is tough too, man. He's—he, I mean, he was playing outplaying DJ, that's for sure at first. But you know, the Cardinals shouldn't be beating any team like that. Um, I guess my takeaway is that I'm impressed that Jonathan Gannon has them playing that hard, right? That like he's building some kind of culture there, apparently, because things are seem well organized. You know, they seem to be a very. Co- cohesive group even if they're not as talented as some other teams um so you know could be an ats darling if they're undervalued a little bit but probably not next week against the cowboys raiders and bills this is just one where i'll toot my horn because i don't have that many chances this week down 3.8 units at this point got some more games left on the on the week two card but yeah Expected a much better week. But anyway, Raiders Bills. This is one where my write-up at sports wagers, I think that was one of my better write-ups. <laughs> I mean, you know, self-praise stinks, but I i just I really think I covered it well. And it's what happened, right? The Raiders went right down the field on their first drive, scored a touchdown, but that was it. Really nothing after that. Jimmy G some a bad interception. I think he might have thrown more than one interception. Um Josh Allen was pretty much impeccable out there, didn't make any mistakes. Running, throwing, very efficient. Uh, you know, that was just a great Jets defense that they saw last week. And Josh Allen has ghosts with those Jets for some reason. But the Bills are still a really good team. There's talent everywhere. Raiders are who they are. You know, they're, they're not a very good team. And the fact that they beat Denver last week isn't that impressive, as we're seeing from Denver, who had has their moments. We'll get to them. But the Raiders aren't a very good team either. So Bills still should be counted as one of the elites. Like when they face the Bengals and Chiefs, you know, those aren't going to be games where the Chiefs and Bengals are going to run away with, right? They're, they're right there. They're like number two, number three, probably number three, but they want to be number two. And I know there's some other teams coming up, but like they're, the Jags aren't there yet. You know, the Ravens aren't there yet. We'll see. Texans Colts hate seeing Anthony Richardson go down like that with a concussion, but you know, hopefully he's, He's okay, but um, still, I see a better operation than other people see here. This is a pretty good team. They play really hard on defense. Their defense plays hungry. They play aggressive. I mean, Houston couldn't do a thing at first. The Colts went right up 28, 28 points in the first half, and that was it. You know, just kind of coasted to a win. I did not understand the market perception that moved in favor of the Texans last week. And I'm not saying the Colts are like a really good team but the Texans are, you know, a, a bottom-five team. I think the Colts are, you know, a, t- a top-23 team, maybe, you know, top-24, okay? Um, but a lot more talent that's been together on defense, right, and offensive line with some veteran parts that have been together. And I think a good coach, and Shane Steichen, right? I mean, look, Anthony Richardson was rolling, I and mean, then Garner you stepped in, and he was rolling. So I think, I think the Colts are a pretty good team. I don't, I think they're going to challenge other teams this season, and and could be a good ATS companion as well if the market keeps on undervaluing them. The Texans are one of the worst. Ravens, Bengals, Joey just woke up in the third quarter, I guess. I mean, he was like asleep in the preseason for the first six, just like the Giants. But give the Ravens credit. I mean, Todd Munkin, like this isn't about Joe Burr, okay? Like I love Joe too. I love Joey Burr. But at the same time, man, like I I realize he gets injured in the preseason. But, man, he he looks bad at some points. Like when he misses the preseason, like it's not good. You know, like like he needs like – two games evidently to wake up and that's two seasons in a row now um and you know Bengals played hard some other guys played hard but their offense just wasn't in sync but give the Ravens credit man Todd Munkin he must be a pretty adaptive guy because this looks like a very Lamar friendly offense Lamar played very free today very good today in a very tough spot at Cincinnati against an 0-1 Cincinnati team 54 rushing yards, no mistakes, 237 yards through the air. Listen, if Lamar finds the right offensive coordinator, and if that's Todd Munkin, watch out. The offense looks great. OBJ, you know, if he's a little injured, I don't think that's a big deal for them. That, you know, sad for OBJ to say that, but they have a lot of players now, right? They they still have have Andrews. They still have, um, oh my God, these names. But Zay Flowers is the real deal, isn't he? I mean, good. Just, just, they got enough guys on offense to run a really efficient operation. But Lamar Jackson looks like he's super confident in this system at this point. I mean, that was, I did not expect that offense to look that fluid today, but they were easily the better team. Nearly 200 yards rushing. Uh, very impressive performance by the Ravens because that's a spot where you would understand if they lost in a close game but they didn't they made it happen it's still a damn good operation over there in baltimore hey hey. hey. there's uh four minutes left in the patriots jets game and i just saw a terrible hit on jalen waddle which you know is it such a good play by the patriots defense like when you watch the play nobody has like mal intent. but now you know big big penalty that's going to put the dolphins in Give him a first down, God, man. I, I just hate shit like that, you know. Let the teams play well. Not, not. Let, I mean, I realize you got to protect the players, but goddamn, you don't want to see things like this happen to change the trajectory of a game because the Patriots were about to get the ball back, anyway. Chiefs and Jaguars. Uh, got to rewatch this one. To be honest, I didn't. I didn't get this one in front of me as much as others. But um, first of all, Chris Jones. A few QB hits, sack, tackle for a loss, pass defended. Chris Jones makes an instant difference. I mean, that's a defensive line that's getting better anyway. I got to see how the Jaguars only scored nine points. Like, I don't get that. (laughs) That's Like, the the moments of this game that I did see, it didn't seem like they were just going to score nine points. So I'm not sure what happened there. I think the Jags are still a very good team, a playoff team. um, But... You know, kudos to the Chiefs, obviously, just, like, out-toughening Jacksonville in a weird game, a low-scoring game. I, I had the over in this one, so I was off. Um, But it's just crazy, man. I guess, you know, Mahomes just can't, he can't go 0-2. It's just like the universe won't allow Mahomes to go 0-2, right? It just won't, it just won't happen. So um that was that. Weird game. Chiefs win. I don't really know what to take from that. Nothing really changes about my perception of those two teams, but I have to watch because I don't understand how the Jags didn't score more. That's fucking weird. Chargers, Titans. Mike Vrabel is just so tough, and his team just assumes his personality, man. And you know, Tannehill finds a way. Um, you know, made a, a bad pass or two early, but then he made some sharp passes, really sharp passes. Took some chances down the field. Uh, You know, you just see Derrick Henry plowing through people again, getting closer to the end zone as soon as they get, you know, I mean, how do you stop that man when they're on the goal line and their defense made big plays, right? They shut down Justin Herbert on a few end of game opportunities in drives. Brandon Staley, man, he sucks. Like, you can't look at the Chargers and all their talent and be like, this is how I power rate. This is how I evaluate the Chargers based on their talent. You can't do that. Because Brandon Staley in this operation, it, it's a liability, right? And 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 I gotta rewatch this one too, right? I gotta do more, you know. It's it's hard to watch every single game and know every single detail of what happened. I'm not gonna just blurt shit out if I don't completely know. But I know enough to know that the Chargers had a lot of opportunities, opportunities in this game when they were leading in this game to close this game out. And if they didn't do that with all the talent that they have i'm not saying it's just the coach's fault but something's out of sync there man or some decisions don't make sense right because you you got to keep on rolling there's no reason why the titans offense should be able to hang with the talent that the chargers have and i know they didn't have austin eckler but man so you can't look at, you got to look at the chargers as almost an average team like you know right there even with the titans Titans, good ATS team, but they're not like a great team. You know, they're not going to get far in the playoffs, I don't think. Um, At this point, that's how I think of them. But the Chargers, you can't look at them as one of the elites unless they face the Chiefs, evidently. They're very good against the Chiefs. But (laughs) against any other team, man, they're tough to trust. Packers, Falcons. Falcons deserve to win, but not sure how good they are just yet. I don't know why. Maybe I have some bias I have to think through about that one but they'll have a big test next week lions are four and a half point favorites in week three at home lion's gonna respond off of their loss so tough test there for the falcons who have had two straight home games to open their season uh but packers looked good too man and and jordan love made some really good throws efficient game didn't force anything Um, it made a great throw at the end on fourth down in the fourth quarter, but the guy just dropped it, you know, but I mean, he did his part. He had poise. So, you know, this is a good Packers team. I think evidently by the score at the end, right. Two very evenly matched teams here. But do I think that either one of these teams could hang with like Dallas or San Francisco or even Philly? I don't, you know, I I don't, maybe not even the Rams at this point, you know, uh, because the Rams are looking pretty good in the way that they play San Francisco. So these are two good teams, growing teams. You see explosive talent like B. John Robinson is fucking forget about it, right? But Desmond Ritter had some tough moments, tough start. People calling out Taylor Heineke. But he finished strong, right? He got it done at the end. You can see growth in both defenses, young players, hungry players in those defenses as well. So just an evenly matched game. I think you have to just. I don't think you change your power ratings about those two teams. Um, you know they're they're going to be pretty even when they face each other. They're going to be favorites against mediocre teams, and they're not going to be able to beat the or hang with the elites. I mean, I guess we'll see on that, right? But that's that's where I am right now. Lions and Seahawks. This is the first play that I gave out on last week's show. So kudos to those who listened to the week one re- reaction show. Excuse me, again, I'm running out of voice here. Um, Seahawks just played hard, man. Right. They, they didn't give up. Coach Carroll, Coach Pete Carroll had him ready to go. He was as energetic as anyone on the sidelines. And they came and they just spoiled the party there, didn't they, for the for the Lions at home. And and, and they deserve that win. they were neck and neck all game. Now, Lions, of course, had three turnovers, one pick six that really hurt. You know, you can't win that way. Seahawks did not turn the ball over. Lions did slightly outgain the Seahawks and and, and, yards per play as well, yards per pass for sure, 8.5 compared to 7.6. And that's why the market is embracing them early at home, right? Big spot for them to explode against a 2-0 Atlanta team that won't be as desperate. Lions at home, that's a game I'm thinking about taking. Lions at home next week against the Falcons, but not there yet. That's the way I'm leaning. Bears and Bucks heartbreaker for me because how dare I believe in Justin Fields and the Bears. I mean I I'm I feel bad for Bears fans because you watch him and it really is true, right? He he's not seeing things. He he has pressure on him. He's not getting rid of the ball. He's getting sacked on plays where he you know probably could have had a 20 30 yard gain in some instances and you know Bucks defense played well, made a big play at the end. I mean that that one drive by Justin Fields was great. You know 95 yards or something in the fourth quarter i was like oh okay uh i don't know what happened there what switch was pulled there but uh cool cool but ultimately they just didn't make enough plays and you know i see some growth out of that bears defense as well but baker got enough points up on the board along with that pick six at the end and that's all she wrote i mean the bears are a disappointing team man i i feel bad for the bears who have just been annihilated and that Chicago media all week which was one of the reasons why I liked them today like I thought they were just going to look their best and respond against a Bucks team that's just okay but you know what give baker some credit I don't give him credit very often but give him some credit probably the worst 2 and 0 team in the league but hey probably a good ATS team moving forward solid defense baker gets them all riled up right some fresh young baker energy in there yeah they kind of like the Oklahoma Sooners just not going to win the title, but the fight real hard, <laughs> uh, 49ers and Rams 49ers just pulled away, but largely a very close game here. I mean, this is a good competitive Rams team above average for sure. In my opinion, at this point, just from, from what I'm seeing And you know, Matthew Stafford at the beginning of that game was making some unbelievable throws. Ultimately, you know, ultimately had two interceptions. I am losing my voice. Ultimately had two interceptions in this game. A pretty bad decision on one. I didn't see the other. But, you know, San Francisco is a chaotic defense, hard defense to play against. Um, and, and But this felt like a real battle, right? Like the NFC West is kind of back. Seahawks pretty good. Um, not the Cardinals, but the Seahawks are pretty good. 49ers and Rams. This was a good game for most of it. Uh, Pakua, right? That's his name. The wide receiver is pretty damn good. Sean McVay with that silly field goal at the end, (laughs) Rams betters covering the seven and a half was very interesting there. But yeah, I mean, the 49ers are a great team. Made sense that they pulled away. They deserve it. Too many mistakes by the Rams, but the Rams are, are not as far away as we all thought, are they, against a team like the 49ers? So pretty impressed by the Rams still, despite the loss. You know, I just saw an unbelievable play, 40 seconds left, Dolphins, Patriots, Hunter Henry catch, I think it was Hunter Henry, caught a pass, fourth down and four, couldn't get the first down, laterals it back to an offensive lineman, and the big boy rumbles and bumbles and stumbles, and his offensive lineman helped push him forward for the first down. Unbelievable play to keep the Patriots in the game. Holy shit. You love that fight, right? You love to see it. Jets and the Cowboys. Yikes on me because I had the Jets in this one, a plus nine and a half in my ATS pool. That Dallas defense is for real. I mean, I already knew that they were for real, but I thought the Jets' defense would be able to hang in this one like or help the Jets hang in this one a little bit. But it was like big brother playing against little brother as far as defense versus defense goes. You know, the, the Jets' defense is really, really, really good. It really is. But the dam eventually broke, right? Cowboys, talented, fluid offense. Dak looking very comfortable, very confident. Almost threw a pretty bad pick in the game, of course, when the game started to get a little... Uh-huh. Nerve-wracking for him. That's going to happen, right? Hopefully, Dad can avoid that when it matters because this is a really, really, really good Cowboys team. Really talented. Really fast. Micah Parsons is probably the best defensive player in the NFL right now. Like, Everybody's scared of this guy. And he has that cerebral nature to him too, right? Like, look like I'm not saying he can hurt somebody for real, but it's kind of scary, you know? Kind of like lifeless. Just wants to fucking fuck people up. You know, but that's that's how Lawrence Taylor was, like players like that, right? And uh, like Ray Lewis, you, you just don't mess with those defenses. And that's what they're building there in Dallas. And as long as they can avoid mistakes, that's going to be a really, really good team. I think they're one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL right now with the 49ers, two NFC teams. How about that? Um, but yeah, I mean, boys looking good. Zach Wilson three interceptions oh boy looked really good looked confident at times but not enough obviously and uh I'm sure they're missing Aaron Rodgers Rodgers pretty bad right and you know some good good plays by the Jets at moments they hung in the game at first but you know you want to bet on the Jets in some situations but clearly Dallas is one of the elites so not not the right circumstance well, this isn't the game that I necessarily wanted to talk about last, but I'll just breeze through this one. Commanders and Broncos, uh, the fight of the Commanders, which sounds like a song of some sort, was very admirable. Uh, two two pretty even teams here, you know. I think a little bit below average teams, uh, tough defenses, but the quarterbacks made play. Sam Howell, sure as hell, made a lot of really nice throws in this game, from what I saw. I need to need to watch it back a little more, but Russell Wilson in that. Broncos team was, you know, they were rolling in the first half, and they just let Washington come back like that. Surprised to see that from the Denver defense with how much talent they have at home. Again, second straight week, kind of letting an offense hang around and make big plays at the end, and one after another here to Washington. Sean Payton must be pissed. Uh, You know, Russ still looks good, still looks better than last year, but those turnovers obviously bad, including that fumble, really bad. So. As uh, Bill Belichick and Mike McDaniel's, that was the coldest handshake, the quickest handshake I've ever seen. Billy, Billy B is pissed. I had the uh, Patriots in a personal teaser, so I'm good. Plus eight, plus eight and a half or something like that. But it's at seven, ladies and gents. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, I'm done talking about Commanders Broncos, and that's it for the Sunday slate. I'll just give out my free pick now. My free pick to you from me is going to be the Titans plus four and a half. And I know that's a little bit uncomfortable because they haven't faced or or we haven't seen the Browns play yet this week, right? So if the Browns look like phenomenal again tomorrow night, is it like, holy shit, are we uh, underestimating this team? Should they be even bigger favors? But the Browns at this point, I don't think they deserve to be four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I think the Titans have the perfect defense for the Browns' rushing attack and Nick Chubb because they're really good against the run, right? So that's going to force Deshaun Watson to pass the ball. In Ohio, could be windy, crazy weather conditions like it almost always is. fits right into the kind of style that Vrabel and the Titans like. Four-and-a-half, too many points for me. Don't think necessarily that this is a great Titans team, but again, they are an average to above average slightly team with a great coach, and they're like they're gonna punch you in the mouth. You know they can play physical football, and the Browns can too. But I don't like the Browns offense against the Titans defense. Like I don't like the way that operation looks against a Mike Vrabel minded and and cultured defense. You know, so plus four and a half Titans could win this game straight up. That's my early free pick for you in week three. Thanks for listening to the special edition Sunday Reaction Show. I'll be with you later this week, Wednesday or Thursday, for laying the points to go over the Week 3 slate a little bit more. Until then, see you later.